Welcome to the Heal and Restore podcast, where we engage in open and honest conversation about spirituality, marriage, family, and the struggles and victories we encounter on this journey we call life. Our goal is that you will find a new way of living as you look closer at yourself in these areas of your life, which will lead to a new, happier, and healthier you. Now, here's your host, the power couple, Randy and Kathy Boyd. Welcome to the Healing Courageously podcast, where we engage in open, honest, and healthy conversation about everything from addiction, abuse, and recovery to marriage, family, and spirituality. We hope you find this podcast helpful. Our goal is that you will find a new way of living as you look closer at yourself in these areas of your life, which will lead to a happier and healthier you. Now, here's your host, Randy Boyd. Well, greetings, and thank you for joining us on this episode of uh, Healing Courageously. Today I'm going to talk about some stuff um, that comes up a lot about uh, the renewing of our minds. First of all, before I start, I want to let you all know that I'm not a theologian. I, yes, I am a pastor. Um, I was brought up in a church that was very... Um, Focus more on the Old Testament and the and the rod and the staff and the in that part of the Bible and, and you know really bringing the wrath of God down on you. So more more the fear of God was put into me than anything else. And you know as I got sober and started working my way back towards my relationship with God, it's like why do I want to fear God? I mean I fear man and I fear God all of my life. So it, it's like. Yeah, the Bible says the you know the fear of God, but it's also the respect of God. So I respect God, you know, and that could be out of the fear that I don't want to go to hell. And and to me, the Bible, especially as I got back into this, the Bible is um is the word of life, and there's a lot of good instruction in there that I think a lot of times is misinterpreted. There's a lot of scripture in there that we don't hear about or talk about really. And there's a lot of scripture in there also that are used um, in, in my 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 view, my opinion, right? And I've talked to some other pastors about this, and they agree with me. It's been used incorrectly. Um, as I say, some people will cherry pick. It's like even in A, some people cherry pick the big book to make it seem like they're doing the right thing. The same thing with the Bible. People will cherry pick the Bible to justify their their behaviors and those behaviors i'm talking about aren't always the best behaviors to be justified so um and i'm outspoken on this very outspoken on this so you know it was part of my getting back into it you know where are the but where is the bible talk about what happens to parents that abuse children um what happens if if, if uh, you know the, what, what is a rod and the staff, and it's that is so misinterpreted in, in my view, and in a lot of people's view, it's unreal. I mean, rod and staff. I always say this when I talk about abuse with children and stuff. Show me the Bible where Jesus hit kids, spanked kids, and I'll shut up. But you can't find it anywhere in the Bible. Well, you know they got to have discipline. Yeah, discipline is correct, but you got to remember that punishment is after the fact, and discipline is before the fact. 
So if they, if they don't know what you really expect out of them, and come on, parents, a lot of us, our kids don't know what we expect out of them, okay? How are they supposed to, um, how are they supposed to do anything? How are they supposed to know what, what, what we want from them? So, you know, it, it's a, it's a tough reality here that we're up against. So, <clears throat> moving forward, one of the things that I, I, there are two things that I've read in one of these scriptures, Philippians 3, 13 through 14, that people really, they use it, I think some people use it the right way, but then again, I think that some other people, some other people will use it, um, to justify their their means right and so philippians 3 13 through 14 says this it says what does it say oh it's right here in my bible that's where it's at i thought i have written down um it says but one thing i do this is paul speaking okay to philippi one thing i do forgetting those things which are behind and reaching for to, forward to those things which are ahead. Okay, I press forward. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Okay, so I want to I want to break this down in my in my uh, best way that I can because I, I question that. And what happens is a lot of people will say, well. You were abused in the past. Forget it. The Bible says just forget it. Forget the things from the past. Well, that's not really what what, what Paul's talking about here. He's not talking about... You know, there's things in our past, our mind, our, our, our abuse, um, things that happen to us emotionally, spiritually, physically, from our past that's ingrained in our head. We, we can't just turn off a switch and say, I'll never think about it again. Okay, for example... This morning I was doing my, my journal. I got a five-year journal, and it's, it gives you prompts to write. And in it, you know, it, it, it said, you know, I think it was, uh, what could I change? If I could change something from the past, what would it be? And it, 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 actually nothing, because everything that happened to me is what made me today. But what that did is it triggered a memory. And, 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 I, and I, I reached out to my wife and my, my two sisters, and I said, um, you know, I just got triggered, and it was like, all of a sudden, I, I, I could put myself right back in the situations when Jack and my, Jack and Julie, my mother, would, would just beat me, violently beat me, you know, uh, my, and my mom wouldn't, wouldn't only beat me, she was instigating it, and, and that feeling that came up was like, man, how could anybody do this to a kid? I don't care if it's a child or a teenager, like, yeah. How could anybody do that to their own child? Oh, it couldn't have been that bad, Randy. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was bad. My brother even told me in one of the beatings I got one night that he told me, he says, Randy, if I wasn't home, Jack would have killed you. That's violent. It's like, so, and this was, this was, well, I was, you know, 15, 16 at this point when that kind of a beating was taking place. And some of them were even earlier than that. So, you know, we're, we're looking 40-some years ago, 40, 35 years ago, somewhere around there. 
No longer than that, because that would be 30 then. Jeepers, boys, you're giving yourself away. So almost 50. It'd be 50 years ago, to be honest with you. And I, I don't, I'm not going around thinking about these things. They don't just pop up. So we, we can't just forget about emotional things that happen to us. Good, bad, or indifferent. And we don't want to. Because if I forget about that kind of stuff, and, and again, I don't go around thinking about this stuff every day. The difference is, is that when it comes up today, I can think about it. Oh, man, this I don't like this. And I can get out. I, I reach out to somebody, say, this is what just happened. And they, they give me some, some positive reinforcements, some positive affirmations. Say, you're good. All the work you're doing, keep up doing what you're doing. I get out of it right away. I don't stay in it. I don't dwell in it. It's, it's done and over with, right? So it, it, it's going to come up. You, you just doesn't automatically, poof, vanish, period. And most, psycho, my, most psychologists, psychiatrists, whatever, will tell you the same thing. It's next to impossible for that to happen. So if you're a pastor or somebody that's out there that's taking this verse and say, Paul says, if we get about the, the past and move forward to the things that God has for you. Well, yeah, we, we want to move forward to what God has for us. In this narrative, on, on this, in, in this, for this particular scripture, right, Paul so narrowed this focus that he discarded not only the things he once counted as gain, he counted everything as garbage for the sake of obtaining cross. So not only the things he 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 um, counted as gain could be his finances, his wealth, his sheep, his goats, his camels, his donkeys, whatever he had. He had to forget about the material things of life, right? The material things of life. Because those are the things that will draw you back. I mean, even myself, it's like I, I had a great corporate, a great business, big construction company. And there's times it's like, man, why, why did I let that go? And I have to be reminded that I let it go because the, the economy had took a dump back in 2008, 2009, 2010. And I didn't want to lose all the money that I had made. It was a hard decision that I made, but I let it go for a reason. And part of that reason is a con that God had on my life to help other people. So I had to let it go. I can't look back. I can look in the rearview mirror for a minute, but I can't stay back there. I got to look ahead of what God's got. God, God's calling has um, the calling that God has put on my life, and what He has in store for me. Maybe not here on earth, but when I get to heaven. Right? So again, it's material things that Paul is saying. You got to forget about all that stuff. It's we're, now we're we're going with God. We're walking with God, right? And that material stuff isn't going to get you to heaven, right? And you got to understand too that back in those days, right? There probably wasn't all the psychological garbage that's going on in the world today with parents abusing children and. All sorts of abuse is taking place, right? Um, and so it, it's like that kind of stuff wasn't going on. And if guys were struggling, who knows what was being talked about around the campfire at night? I mean, I would love, I would love to be around the campfire at night with Jesus and, and his disciples. I think that would be some awesome conversations. Some awesome conversations. Probably much like some of the conversations I have with some of the people I work with. Furthermore, it says, Abraham left his homeland, his wealth, and friends for a new land because he focused on the unseen 
kingdom, the promised land. He left his homeland, his wealth, and his friends for a new land, the unseen kingdom. Faith. He let it all go. Oftentimes, those guys were instructed to, disciples were instructed to go to this place and don't take nothing with you. Nothing. You'll be supplied as you go. Can you imagine? I mean, I, I, I can't imagine that along the way, they, sometimes they didn't think, what did I do this for? You know, I'm, I'm not here in the middle of nothing. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm being threatened every day to have my head cut off. You know, whatever thoughts they might have had. They're human beings just like all of us. I think, I think we have a, a tendency to forget about how human they really are. You know, um, that they're no different than you and I, except the time was different. And it goes down a little bit farther. It says, Paul gave everything up and said, this one thing I do. He gave everything up. He didn't forget. He's not saying to forget. I'm sorry. He's not saying to forget what might have happened to you. Okay? We don't want to stay stuck there. We don't want to dwell there. And you'll never forget it. I, you just you just can't. But what he wants you to forget, and what you what what he's saying to fo- what God wants you to focus on, is what lies ahead. I I had money, I had everything I ever wanted. Right, I I mean I I achieved everything. It's just a, a level of success I never thought that I would I would achieve. Right. And I'm not saying that's not good because having a lot of those things in life makes life really pleasant and fun. But when it comes to true joy and happiness, I didn't have it. Because every time I achieved a certain goal, it was never good enough. And achieving that one goal was like, my God, how am I ever going to hit? How am I going to get that goal? So then I would achieve it, and I want to achieve another goal, and another one, and another one. I can never find that happiness. As Eckhart Tolle says in one of his, I think it's uh, The Power of Now, says, you dream, you're in business, you're working hard, and your dream is to have that nice BMW, right? And you're working hard for that dream car you have. Finally, the day comes when you go down and you buy that BMW. You drive it home that night, you're the envy of the neighborhood, everybody's talking to you, looking at your car, oh, cool, 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 right? Sitting in the driveway, you wake up the next morning, you go out to get in your car, you sit there, you go, now what? So I got the BMW, now what? The hole in the soul wasn't fulfilled. The only way the hole in our soul is going to be fulfilled is with Jesus and with God. That, that's the only way. I'm not saying these other things in life aren't fun. And, 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 you know, but what's your motive for happening? Like you, I think we really have to start looking at our motive for why we do the things and buy the things that we buy. Are we trying to keep up with the Joneses? I mean, there's some serious conversations that, that, that need to be had. Some serious, serious thought that's going on. Money. I, and people are going to go, well, I don't care what you say, Boyd. Money can buy love. Money cannot buy true happiness, love, and joy, long-lasting. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. 
So, when, you know, the one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward toward to the things which are ahead. Okay? So he's talking about material things here. Talking about material things. So if we, if we go over to Romans 12, too, I'm going to go, go another step farther here. Because now we're, there, there we're talking about um, material things. I can't say that enough, obviously. Forget about them that, 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 you know, keep walking towards Jesus. And what's your motive? It's okay that you that in today's time, if you, if you, if you have money, that's what you, you're working hard. You deserve to have money. But what is your primary goal? Get all the way down to the root of that issue, right? I could go off on a whole other subject on that. I'm not going to right now. So if we go to Romans 12 too, right? Romans 12, 2, Paul says, Do not conform to the patterns of this world. Now, conform, in another um, version of the Bible, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. So do not copy the behavior and customs of this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Transform and renewing our action words. So then how do we transform our mind? How does that take place? Right? Well, step back one second. When we transform our mind, our mind, okay, transformation, we are we are to renew our minds, right? Renew our minds and thus change our lives. Renew our minds and thus change our lives. Okay, that sounds real easy, doesn't it? Well, I'll just, I'll just change the way I think. Well, it's not that simple, and I wish it was. Because if it was, it would have saved me a lot of headache. And a lot of other people, a lot of heartache and headache and pain and everything else. It all leads to a happiness and, and, and joy beyond your wildest imaginations. But you, our minds have been programmed to think behave and act certain ways and we've been we've been behaving thinking and acting this way i don't know 10 years 15 years 20 25 30 35 40 years for a multitude of years and you get to the point it's like this isn't working for me no more like, I, I don't my wife is my family's falling apart everything's falling apart people think i'm like, what's going on here so how do we change our mind how do we change that thinking we have to redo our neural pathways well, how do we do that, Randy? It's difficult at best. The one thing my wife and I talk about all the time is community. What is the community of people that you are involved with on a daily basis? Now, a little story of, of myself. See, I didn't have anybody growing up that showed me the right ways to do things, the ethical, the moral ways. I, I had some morals and ethics that were ingrained in me, but I had nobody to teach me how to be a, a, a great father, a great husband, how to be a good person. I'm just, I was winging it. Now, I, I had a, my, my grandfather and my grandmother were, were great, great models for me, but they weren't enough because they weren't in my life every day. So what I did is, who was I hanging with? Well, I was hanging with businessmen because I was I was in construction wanting to start my own business. So I, I hung with successful business people. 
and these particular people that I hung with, they did did a lot of things that I liked. All right. So my wife and I would hang hang with them. Um, they drank a lot. All right. Some of them, they weightlifted. I love to weightlift, and there were some substances used to enhance our weightlifting now and then. So I was following their, I was following, conforming to their ways of life, and ultimately had the affair because, well, they're having an affair, so it must be okay for me to have an affair. That's what business people do. I mean, you know, we got money, and we get women that we want, or whatever. I was conforming to the ways of the world. So when I got in recovery, all them people had to go bye-bye. And you find out really quick who are your friends when that happens. Really quick who your friends are. And I can tell you I didn't have very many good friends. Because they wanted really nothing to do with me. And I really didn't care to, to hang with them anymore. Because, And it's not that I'm judging them. right? People are people. They, you know, they all had great hearts. Every one of them, they just didn't know how to how to live life in a, in a moral and ethical way. I could say it's not their fault, but they could have changed at any point in time if they wanted to. So I would, that's that's my community for several years. Well, no wonder I did all those things. So then, when I get into my recovery process, feeling like a piece of crap, feeling dirty and tainted because of all my abuse. The facade that I had so well constructed around me, so that you couldn't see the real Randy, because if you saw if you saw behind the facade, you would see the real Randy, the Randy that was molested, that was beat, that was abused in multiple ways. He was dirty and he was tainted. You would you would see that Randy. That was my belief, and that's not who I. That, that's what happened to me. It wasn't who I was. It's what happened to me, but that defined who I was for so long. And the, and, and the, and the transforming of your mind. In, the, in our amygdala, it's like the filing cabinet of our brain. I, I, would, I would make a mistake. Man, I, I can't tell you what would happen in my head when I would make a mistake. It was just constantly reinforcing what I've been told as a, as, a, as a teenager and young adult that I was stupid. I never amounted to nothing. I'm constantly being made fun of. So the first thing I had to do was find a community of people that were going to treat me with respect and love and kindness, understand me. And I found that when I got into recovery. I probably talked about this in some of my other podcasts, but a, a, a man that was going to become a CODA mentor, Roy Jarvis, God rest his soul, I, never, I, I didn't know who he was. And the very first night I saw him after an AA meeting at Betty Ford, he put his hand on my shoulder, and he says, Randy, you're enough, and I love you. I go, what? What are you talking about I'm enough? Somehow he knew what I had to be told, what I needed to hear. And, and, and when he became my CODA mentor four or five years later, I mean, every time he saw me, that's what he would do to me. I asked him, why were you, what was that all about, Roy? He goes, Randy, you need to understand something. You're enough. You're not more than, you're not less than. And that's the most powerful lesson I think anybody could, could learn. There ain't a soul on this earth that's more, more, more powerful than you, or I'm, I'm going to take that away, better than you or less than you. 
We are all equal in God's eyes, and we have to understand it. People will portray themselves as, I'm better than you, because of some letters they have in front or behind their name. That's, that's what they do. That's, that's, all those are letters. That doesn't mean they're good people, right? It doesn't mean they're better than you. And then he told me, Randy, you're lovable. You're loved, and you're lovable, and people love you. You need to understand that. So he was telling me this. And then, then my, my AA mentor, the same thing. He just would love me back to death. We, we, I mean, I, if I tried to beat myself up, both of them would let, me, would let me talk and listen to me. But then they would say, Randy, come on. Sorry about the dogs. Not a professional studio. Part of the ambiance in my, in my house. So pool guy just showed up. Okay, I just, it drives me crazy, I know. So, that's how I had to start changing my mind. And then I had to find a community of people, right, that were going to support me through this. And there's a period of time I felt lonely because I was still dealing with the shame of my past. And it was hard. Oh, they didn't want nothing to do with me because... They know I was abused. Because I spoke openly about my abuse from the minute I got in the program to, to all the way until today. But I just kept going back. Because those beliefs, those thoughts, I, I finally would get the courage. My, my mentors would say, Man, you just got to go ask them. Ask them what they think. And it was, it was hard because here I am. At that point, I was 49 years old, 50 years old. And I'm, hey, dudes, are, are, are you know, I hear you all talking about this, and I mean, and I'm right here. Am I invited? I, I feel like I'm 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 an outcast. And boy, you're you're invited to everything we do. Don't even don't even question that. But that was myself, and that's finding the people that love you, support you, respect you, and honor you. And then then as you, as you go on this journey, right? So one th one thing that my my therapist told me. Randy, people are going to break your trust. They're going to lie to you. They're going to reject you. They're going to hurt you. It's just, it's just part of life. Get used to it. Oh, man, I was mad. What do you mean? But that's the fact. And what I've had to learn to do is not take it personally. Okay. So how are we going to transform our thinking? How are we going to transform our mind? Right there. Number one, who, what's your community? And that's going to be probably the hardest thing to walk through and, and, and break away from. But if you, want, if you want to really change the way you think, if you really want to save your marriage, if you want to save your family, if you want to save your business, it's not always as easy as it looks on the outside. And you will get a lot of very well-intended ill advice on how to do save all those things I just mentioned. But the reality is this. What is the common denominator in all of what I just said? You. And you have to face that. And that's okay. Doesn't mean you're a bad person. Right? It, it doesn't mean none of that. It just means you've been hurt in the past. You do, you've done the best you could. It's not working. 
you got some fear built up inside of you, some intolerances, your pride, your ego. You got to just, just let it all down. And find someone that you can journey with. It might start with one person. But you need to expand that circle. Because sometimes that one person that you know you can trust and count on won't always be there for you. And that's not intentional. It's because he has a life too or she has a life too. So you need to expand that circle. I can remember in AA, that's what I started doing. First it was just my therapist. And then I got some names from some, I'm sorry, not my therapist. It was my, my mentor, right, in AA. But then I started adding more guys and more guys and more guys to my phone list. Because there's often times when I couldn't get a hold of my mentor. So I was going to reach out to all the guys that I, you know, and I had a list. And I would just go down the list, starting at the top of my mentor, and then just go down until I got a hold of somebody and said, this is what's going on. This is what my thinking's telling me. Remember, your best thinking got, to, got you to where you're at. So, in closing, Philippians 3, 13, and 14. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching toward to, toward to those things which are ahead. We're talking about material things. Right? We're talking about material things. It's not, you know, again, you know, we're 3,000 years, 2,000 years later, we're, we're, we're talking about this. And a lot of life has changed. It's a decision you got to make. What am I going to walk away from? What am I going to die to today for Christ? Material is what he's talking about. Philippians. What am I talking about? Philippians uh, 3, 13 through 14. Don't forget that. It's not the emotional, the, the trauma from your past. It's not just going to go away. That's where Romans 12, 2 comes into play. Do not be conformed to the ways of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So if you need help with that step, if you need help with the renewing of your mind, simply shoot me an email, CourageousHealers, CourageousHealers at gmail.com. Go to my changeyourlifestorynow.com webpage. You can read everything about me there. Fill out the contact form and shoot me a message, and I, and I will get back to you. Okay, I will get back to you and see how I can help you. You can also visit my page, uh, CourageousHealers.org, which is my um, my foundation for helping men, women, and their families heal from from the scars of sexual abuse. You can also look on through there. So there's plenty of ways to get a hold of me, but reach out. I challenge you right now that if you're struggling, reach out. You're not alone in any of this. You're not alone in any of this. I know it's not easy, especially for men, to reach out because, you know, we got to figure it out. We're men. What do you mean you can't figure it out? So... You can also get my book, Healing the Wounded Child Within. It's on Amazon. It's on paperback, Kindle, and Audible. And that book is a great starting point for anybody that's struggling with 
with any kind of abuse, sexual, physical, emotional, or spiritual. Um, so that book is, is there for you to get for as a great resource. Um, 30 day challenge, I'm sorry, 30 day devotional of the wholeness is another book that you can, it's my devotional uh, book that you can get. It's also on, on Amazon, on the paperback and Kindle. And my seven day challenge, which is seven days of things you can do just to get started on this healing journey to make yourself feeling better about yourself. Seven day challenge, they're all available on Amazon. Seven day challenge is only in paperback. Um, so those are there. I want to tell you too about our workshop coming up. We have this uh, a complimentary workshop, March 19th. It's an introduction to the um, Unmasking Yourself four part workshop, which we're going to cover four very um, important things that we need to know in life. That will, I promise you, this workshop will change your life, will transform your life. Change the way you communicate with people, your your family, uh, people at work, friends, children, everybody. Again, I'm, I apologize for the dogs. They, somebody walked in my backyard, so I and I, I know I don't probably have to say nothing, but I'm saying it. Um. So that transformation workshop, right, March nineteenth from eight thirty to eleven, right. Go to CourageousHealers.org slash forward slash workshops dot html. HTML. It'll take you to the workshop page. And then you can read about the, the complimentary workshop. And you can read about the four-day workshop. You can register right there for the complimentary workshop. It's um, no charge, but we, we're just trying to get registration so we have an idea of how many people will show up. I promise you, you're going to get a lot out of it, even even on the complimentary one. It'll start sparking some stuff in your brain. My wife and I also, just so you know, we do life coaching. I mean, we do uh, life coaching, of course, together and individually, men and women. But we also do marriage counseling and pre-marriage counseling. And uh, we're starting to get quite the following on that. So, again, that you can go to changeyourlifestorynow.com, changeyourlifestorynow.com. And you can read about that. So all those pages will be available on the closing uh, credits at the end of this podcast. So, But thank you for joining me. Sorry for the, dis- dis- the disturbances at the end. And my lack of that, that always blows my, see here, I still can't do it. It messes with my concentration. Um, and I have something I'm working on still. So thanks again. We appreciate you being here. We'll see you on the next episode. Take care of yourself. Be nice to yourself. More importantly, love yourself because God does and know that I do as well. Bye. This has been Healing Courageously with Randy Boyd. We will have a new episode every Monday. Please like us on iTunes or Google Play. If you would like to know more about the services available from Randy, please visit him at changeyourlifestorynow.com. Thank you for spending time with us. 
We'll see you next week. And remember, if nobody tells you they love you today, Randy does. This has been the Heal and Restore Podcast with Randy and Kathy Boyd. We'll have a new episode every Monday. Please like us and be sure to press the follow button on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and five other platforms. If you'd like to know more about the services Randy and Kathy offer, please visit them at healandrestorecounseling.com. Thank you for spending time with us, and we'll see you next week. And remember... If nobody tells you they love you today, Randy and Kathy do.